going to tell you something about Tony Schiavone. You can get all of your What Happened Win shirts at lewisrules.com. And let me tell you another thing. You can get even more gimmicks at boxagimmicks.com. That's the official store of What Happened Win and ad-free shows. You can get shirts and hoodies and tank tops. And let me tell you another thing. You can get mugs and posters and beach towels. Don't be a bald-headed geek. Head on over to lewisrules.com and boxagimmicks.com. You undercover hillbilly. Why adfreeshows.com? It's simple. It's early and ad-free. Why wait for your favorite shows to drop when you can listen as soon as they stop recording? There's no need to wait. You can access it all before anyone else can. Plus, no ads. No one telling you what to bundle or how to keep that man part standing tall. None of that. It's just straight content from all your favorite hosts, including Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, Kurt Angle, and the rest of the team. That's not all. You also get immediate access to watching their reactions live on video as well. So don't put it off any longer. Do it now. You won't be disappointed. Start enjoying all the podcasts you love early and ad-free at adfreeshows.com. Savewithconrad.com makes saving money fast and easy. Just ask Lindsay in Wisconsin. He left us a five-star review and said, super easy refi, probably easier than when we did this four years ago with a local credit union. Find out how easy it is right now yourself at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh yeah, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. That's savewithconrad.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. For Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Army, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tag Team, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA, and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and first what they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split, Off Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinnie Mac, Simulcast, Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast, watch a long try not to laugh, lowest rules, cat back, this wasn't the initial plan, Tom Ziggs a good looking man, Klondike Bill, make a chair, Tommy, you come over here! Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Well, your birthday week is done. Happy birthday to you again. And, Thank uh, you kind, sir. how do you feel, man? I feel like I owe you an apology. 
didn't think you were going to make it and you did a last minute run in and I appreciate that. Thank you very that, much. That's no problem. I, uh, I thought about spending the night, but I know you had all the girls there and everything and, and I didn't want to impose. So, and of course, by the time I left, you ever heard the term three sheets to the wind? You were three sheets to the wind. No, everybody else was. Oh, not me. <laughs> no. Well, congratulate. You had a great time. And let me say that, uh, I have to give it to you just like everything else you do. You know how to do a birthday party. I, I didn't do that birthday party. Well, your family knows how to do a birthday party. Yeah. They really I've the never, God, I've never seen so much fucking food in my fucking life. Well, they had the, uh, you've been down there to the boot pizzeria and Lisa. So, uh, we're like their extended family. So they catered it all out for us. And mm -hmm. how about that? That cool cake that Megan had made. I mean, she went all out, dude. She did a great job. I ate, I ate a piece of that strawberry cake. That was, that looked like a Rolex. How about that? Yes, that was cool. And I know Larry Thompson didn't like it. Uh, he, he didn't like strawberry cake. No, he's not. Nah, I don't want to like that, but he loves banana pudding as we know. And every time someone tried to get some banana pudding, he was on their shit. Like, what are you doing? Shout out to, uh, one of your fe fellow ra radio brethren, Dale Jackson. His wife is, uh, perhaps one of the best cooks I've ever met. And she made yeah. some homemade banana pudding. How about that? Ooh. But just, I mean, just, just a, a great, uh, again, a great birthday. Uh, you guys really know how to do it right. You, you really do. You know how I know it's going to be a cool birthday party when there's three <laughs> bartenders. <laughs> when there's three bartenders. Yeah, and they were doing this game called Dice, I guess. If you throw the lowest dice, you get to choose the shot. Well, we do that in a real bar where uh -huh. we quote unquote roll and uh, we say hi buys. So whoever rolls the high number has to buy. Well, they, they kept trying to do that game at my house. I'm like, guys, I already bought the shit. It's here. It's for you. <laughs> like we're not, there's, there's no, there's no payoff. There's no stakes. The, the, the drinks are here. Just enjoy yeah. yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, great. Great job. Happy birthday to you. I know you had a birthday week too. Hope you had a great time. And now you begin your second 40 years of existence. That's great, man. You're going to mature. No way. <laughs> a great no way. If it hadn't happened by now, it's not happening. Huh? Uh, little peek behind the curtain here. Um, just what uh, people, we give each other shit and I give you shit about being a shithead to me and everything. But in, in real life, you are one of the most caring people I know. And an example of that is, uh, on Wednesday night, rebel hurt her knee. And since she's a friend of all of ours, I immediately texted you and Silva mm -hmm. knowing that you were not in town. Right. And I said, rebel just hurt her knee. And you said, and this is how you are. Uh, what can we do? <laughs> and I'm thinking I should have texted. We'll get your ass on a plane from Vegas and get over here. And let's see what you can do. Dumbass. But that's just the way you are. You're you're that way. You're a caring person. First thing you said, what can we do? But she's okay, by the way. Her kneecap got dislocated. They moved it back, Ugh. which sounds creepy enough. And I just sent her a text. She's doing fine. So one of our favorite girls of all time is doing fine and appreciate your caring, by the way. Well, I am, uh, I'm glad she's okay. We, uh, we think a lot of her around these parts over at adfreeshows.com. And of course here at what happened when, and of course this year we're running down 1986 and, uh, hmm. something interesting is happening. The show from July 5th is not on the network. And in fact, 
I don't see where a show actually aired on July 5th. Uh, maybe it did, but it certainly wasn't new content. Maybe it was some sort of best of, but either way, we don't have it. Right. So I, today we're going to be skipping ahead one week and we're going to go to July 12th, 1986, but don't fret. We have plans. Uh, one of the bigger great American bashes, uh, happened in Charlotte at the stadium show in 1986. Of course, we're talking about July 5th. The uh, gate was $234,000. Um, this is all directly out of our great close personal friend, Jim Cornette's book. And he writes when the match was over, uh, I guess we should mention it's dusty TA and uh, baby doll. And they're taking on the midnight express and Jim Crockett or Jim Cornette Jim in a cage. Right. When the match was over, Bubba Rogers called Dusty Rhodes out to the floor and the Midnight Express locked T.A. and Doll in the cage as Bubba beat Dusty bloody. Since Bubba was green, Dusty told him to lay it in to make it look good and fans in the fifth row could hear the sound of Bubba's fist bouncing repeatedly off of Dusty's skull. This event, headlined by Ricky Morton's classic challenge against Ric Flair for the NWA title and the Midnight Express cage match, drew an estimated 20,000 fans the second largest crowd in North Carolina wrestling history, $234,000 at the gate oh. right there, dude. It's, it's impressive. And by the way, we have footage of that show yeah. and uh, we're going to be putting it up on Patreon with a little extra added bonus commentary mm-hmm. that you don't want to miss over at uh, patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And then of course, we're going to keep the train on the tracks. And, uh, I think we're going to cover at least one other major great American bash, but we'll bring them that here on the main feed. Of course, now that we're into July, we know at the end of the month, dusty Rhodes is going to beat Ric Flair to become the world champion and win the big gold belt for the very first time. Of course, previously he had been the NWA champ with the old style belt, but this is his first time with the new belt. So it's right. going to be a fun month. It really is. And, uh, for you, uh, guys who, uh, join us on WHW Monday on our Patreon channel, you know, by bonus content, we have that somewhere in the archives that one match, but we're going to take a look at the, in, the entire show. When, when I think of the great American bash, uh, I think how, and, and I don't know if the footage exists. It probably doesn't how we made it. And this goes back to just not knowing it's, it's, it's pretty, uh, terrible unfortunate that we did not record some of the rest of them. Yeah. That would have been good. Just bring one camera, right? Yeah. And record some stuff, record the fans. We just didn't have the thought process to do that. We were a, uh, a venue company and not a TV company. Uh, and now as we know from all sports, TV is what drives everything now. And that wasn't the case back in 1986. TV was a vehicle for us to for venue shows. So anyway, too bad for that, but we're going to take a look at this one. And this one, by the way, it's funny that uh, we, we can't find seven, five 86, but we were in Charlotte on seven, five. Yeah. And so maybe we didn't do a show because we were in Charlotte, but the next couple of, of uh, world championship wrestlings will not be from the studio. They will be from the arenas while we were doing the great American bash. Maybe you were trying to figure that out in week one. It's amazing to me that I have to consult the outside sources who weren't there because the motherfucker who was there has done too many fucking drugs and drank too much alcohol. And he can't remember you talking about your father-in-law. I'm talking about you. Oh, okay. 
I mean, you hosted this show and you're like, I don't know why there's not one. I don't know what happened. You need to find it out. Conrad, you need to figure it out. Conrad, you need to get to the bottom of this thing that I did that I don't remember. What were you doing on July 5th, 1986? I had just turned five years old. Well, how come you don't remember what you did that day? No, I remember what I did oh, that day. No, you don't. No, no, you I do. No, you get ready. Great. You a lie. No, no. Here's, here's how I know. Okay. My parents, every 4th of July weekend, my uh-huh. entire life, they go uh-huh. to Panama city. They've got a condo down there Okay. and they go every single 4th of July, Saturday, and they stay uh-huh. for a week. So on that particular day, I was riding uh-huh. to Panama city beach from Prattville, Alabama. Uh-huh. That's what I was doing when I was five years old. Okay. Mm, don't believe you, but anyway, that's okay. Uh, I'll take the heat for not remembering where we were doing on seven, five. Well, here's what I want you to remember. The link is in the comments. Come on, man. Come on. So if you're trying to figure out, well, I want to, I want to, I want to watch it long, but it's not on Peacock Network. I don't know what to do. Well, Hey, here's an idea. Just, you know, look in the comments. All right. Comment it up, baby. Credit karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. You see with a credit karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. And who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait with credit karma money. You could win cash reimbursement for your debit purchases. No, seriously. Check this out. Credit karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements. When you make purchases, huh? You see, when you use your credit karma money, debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card. And if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added right back to your spend account. Credit karma money has always given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 credit karma members and counting open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million credit karma money. Progress starts here right now. Visit creditkarma.com forward slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com forward slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com forward slash win money. That's C R E D. I T K A R M A dot com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. But remember, go to creditkarma.com forward slash win money to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Got to tell you, I love talking about my friends at paintyourlife.com. I'm going way off script here. I greatly appreciate them advertising on what happened when, but I got to tell you, boys and girls, I'm throwing their requests out the window. I want to tell you about my experience with paintyourlife.com. I've beat the drum here loud and proud for years, telling you that uh, we've given Ric Flair not one, but two paintings from paintyourlife.com, one of Megan and Ashley and another of he and his lovely bride, Wendy. Of course, I gave my mom one of her dog, and then I gave my mom one 
of her dad. I gave my dad one of his mom. Uh, I was even gifted one, uh, of, uh, my wife and I, right after we got engaged in Chicago, uh, we even have one that I gave her for Christmas. That's hung in our dining room of our wedding day, but man, the hits just keep coming. Like I just got one for my birthday and I can't believe it, but close personal friend, Dave Silva got it for me. Seriously. Paintyourlife.com is the home run place to go. If you're looking for the perfect gift. I recently turned 40 as I tore that paperback. There it was a beautiful personal painting that Dave Silva got for me. He knew it was going to be special. He knew exactly what I was going to do with it. He knew I wanted one and now I have one. Um, I don't want to share what it is, but let me just say this. It was a big deal and I was overjoyed and out of all the presents I got, I'll never forget who gave me that one. It was Dave Silva and his lovely wife, Heather can't tell you how much I love this gift. Can't tell you enough things about paintyourlife.com. I am such a believer in this. I'm going to encourage you just go look at it. It's paintyourlife.com. Just go look at it. Now that's not really where I'm even supposed to tell you. I'm veering way off script here, but I'm telling you, you're going to see their work and you're going to say, damn, Conrad wasn't kidding. It's real, man. If you don't believe me, go check out, or I've posted some pictures on my Instagram at, Hey, Hey, it's Conrad, or even go check out Rick flares. He's posted the one of he and Wendy. It looks real, but it's a real professional hand painted portrait created from any photo. And oh, by the way, at a truly affordable price, we're not made of money over here, guys. We're giving gifts that are meaningful, but are way less than you ever expect. Because when you see these, you're going to think, oh, I can't afford it. It's not true. We can't afford it. You can afford it. You can't afford not to look at it though. Don't give somebody a lame ass gift of socks or t-shirts or a tie. Nobody wants that. Don't give your wife a fucking toaster. Give her something from paintyourlife.com. It's perfect for seriously any occasion, birthdays, anniversaries, wedding gifts. The pictures can be of anything, by the way, yourself, your children, your family, a special place, a cherished pet. You can even combine photos like, Hey, my baby never met my dog. When I was a kid, let's put them together. Boom. Paintyourlife.com got it done. This is the ultimate gift. I believe in it. I mean it with every fiber of my being. I want you to check it out, but I also want you to get a good deal. And right now, because you listen to this podcast, here's what I want you to do. I want you to know that at paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. I want you to know if you don't love the painting, your money's refunded guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. You get 20% off your painting. That's right. 20% off and free shipping. Now to get this special offer, just text the word when that's W H E N to 64,000. That's when to 64,000 text, when to 64,000 is paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most terms apply available at paintyourlife.com forward slash terms. But what's really important right now, stop what you're doing. Text the word when W H E N to 64,000. Just go look at what's possible. It's the perfect gift. Take it from me. I just got one. We have had so much fun with magic spoon, not just here on the show, but in our households, Tony and I both get these boxes every single month. We can't wait to tear it open because it brings us back to our childhood. Now, eventually we grow up and we realize, man, we can't eat this cereal. It's full of sugar, not magic spoon. Magic spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories a serving. It's keto friendly. It's gluten-free. It's grain-free. It's soy-free. It's low carb. It's GMO free. 
but it's not taste free. You can build your own box or get a variety pack with available flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. These are incredible. Now here's a pro tip. If you mix that cocoa in with the peanut butter, it tastes like a peanut butter cup. Yes. I'm an evil genius. I'm an evil genius, but you don't have to be a genius. All you've got to do is go to magicspoon.com forward slash WHW, grab your delicious cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code WHW at checkout and you'll save $5 off your order. Why wouldn't you do that? Oh, and check this out. Magic Spoon's so confident you're going to love their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. You hear me? I said a hundred percent happiness guarantee. Can't beat that. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember you can get your next bowl of delicious guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com forward slash WHW and use the code WHW to save $5 off. Thank you. Magic spoon for making breakfast badass again and sponsoring this episode. We love magic spoon and you will too. Magicspoon.com forward slash WHW. You got a countdown, you motherfucker. I got a countdown in my pocket. Oh, well, can I see it? I thought you were just excited to see me. No, it's a good countdown. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, it's... And let's go to it right now. Hello, Slapdick Nation. My name is Dylan Paris from Richmond, Virginia. I hope you all had a safe and happy 4th of July, wherever you may be. I want to thank Tony for asking me to do this week's countdown and also for giving me the inspiration to study broadcasting. I would also like to thank Conrad for all the times he has made me laugh while listening to this podcast. My father, Damien Purvis, without further ado, let's count it down. Three, two, one, play. And here comes Skip Summers. North Carolina's president, skydiving king, national champion. Hey, this is weird, isn't it? What's happening, Tony? Nothing. I don't see a thing. Do you? I see the JCP logo in the bottom right-hand corner, and I see some gray shit, and I don't see anything right this now. This must be what it, what it's like to be Stan Hansen. <laughs> you want me to play the drums of this? Oh, Jesus. I thought you were over that. You're never going to be over the drums, are you? No, man, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, here we go. Finally. Oh my fireworks. See some fireworks, man. You love fireworks. Who don't love fireworks? Oh, thank God. (laughs) So what do you think the deal was? You think they couldn't show that person's likeness on TV? They couldn't get them to sign off on something. I believe so. Because it was obviously something blurred out. World Championship Wrestling. Great wrestling action, sanctioned by the. And let's do a go to a guy who doesn't remember where he was that day. Hi once again, everybody. I'm Tony Schiavone, and welcome to World Championship Wrestling. And you're ringside with the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, the Major League of Professional Wrestling. In the summer months, and the Great American Bash is in full swing. Excitement plus. We have seven more cities remaining in the Great American Bash, including the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, Florida tonight. Ric Flair against Dusty Rhodes for the World Heavyweight Title. What many people feel will be Ric Flair's biggest test during the Great American Bash. Let's bring in Jim Crockett, president of Jim Crockett Promotions. 
Jimmy, so far, the Great American Bash, tremendous success. A lot of things have happened also. A lot of things. We're halfway through Jacksonville tonight. A lot of winners, a lot of losers, but the big winner's been the fans all across America. Been the greatest birthday party we've ever had in this great country of ours. And we've got us one new ball-headed geek. That's exactly right. One new ball-headed geek, and Jimmy, we're going to be looking at that a little bit later on. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Jimmy Crockett. Okay, special commentator, special guest host today on World Championship Wrestling, none other than <laughs> Jim Cornette, manager of the World Tag Team Champions, along with Big Bubba. Along with Big Bubba Rogers, my bodyguard, Tony Schiavone, I'm just here to help you out to lend some of my expertise in professional wrestling because I've seen you do this show before, and believe me, you need a little help. That's what I'm here for because I manage the Tag Team Champions, I've got the greatest bodyguard, and I'm the greatest manager but besides that i'm a heck of a commentator and you're going to find that out okay fans we're ready with our first event let's go to the ring so this is dorton arena you can tell from yeah. the glass yeah so hey by the way baby doll walking out warlord to the ring here this was short-lived we haven't seen very much of this we saw it a few weeks ago and it feels like it hadn't been followed up on and man what a different presentation this is to see the the matches in an arena instead of a studio huh Oh yeah, this was very unique for for this because one thing that Turner liked, they liked wrestling in its studio, in their studio. This looks way cooler. Well, of course it does. And we had a great crowd, as you know. The the only problem with this, and I and I've said it many times, and you can see it and you'll see it as we go along, it had to be a hundred and ten degrees in that fucking building. Yeah, you you told me you hate Dorton Arena. Oh, uh, everybody who worked there hated. I mean, you could see that my hair on that open, which is usually really nice, had a little sweat right there and the right. I just don't fuck with my hair, man. Uh, but yeah, everybody was just completely worn out. We would have, we had fans back there on us and everything. And what well, baby doll looked good here, man. Didn't she? Uh, I don't know the baby doll ever looked bad in 1996. Yeah, but she looked especially good here. Eyes, their eye liner and everything. How weird Made does her. warlord look with this two tone hair, but no paint. I know. Oh man. He was so he was so mechanical and so stiff. But he's huge. But he's huge, so let's use him, right? Boom. Look at those arms and they freaking traps. How about the facial expression? I felt like he was doing like a weird joker deal. Yeah. Yeah, so they excited. cheer him. He's excited to go take a cold shower after that 13 seconds of work there. <laughs> Who can blame him, buddy? Hey, what was the last time you used Irish spring? You used Irish spring lately? Uh, uh, I have not. No, mm. but I have used it in the past. I recommend you try it again. Really? Yeah. What, uh, why, why do you, why do you put it over? Wait a minute. Now I want to call in the NWA world heavyweight champion, the nature boy, Rick Flair and Rick. A lot of people don't have the confidence in you that I do. And they think tonight in Jacksonville against the American dream could be the biggest challenge of all the great American bashes. Well, Jim Cornette, first of all, let me be the first to congratulate you on your new position at Jim Crockett promotions. I like seeing a man out here who's got some class and some knowledge of the greatest sport in the world. And you're right where you ought to be right here, lending your expertise as for Jacksonville, Florida tonight. Dusty Rhodes, you've worn this on two different occasions. You've been the man in the state of Florida for 10 years. But tonight, punk, and I'm calling you a punk because that's what you'll be when I walk across that Gator Bowl. Woo! Looking as only I can look. 
The most difficult decision in my mind is going to be which girl of the 40,000 there am I going to run over to the Holiday Inn after I humiliate you and beat you right in the middle of the ring in Jacksonville, Florida. You see, Jim Cornette, they're throwing, as the whole world knows, the 14 best at me. And now, Dusty Rhodes, the road looks a lot better because I've been through four of them now, going to be through five of them. I am Ric Flair. I am the greatest of all time. I am the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. And Dusty Rhodes, more than anything else, I want to hear it from your own lips. When it's all over, August 2nd, I want Dusty Rhodes to stand on national television and say, yes, Ric Flair is the greatest world champion of all time. Woo. What do you think of this, uh, different set, different style? We've been trying some new things. I mean, we just saw, uh, Jim Cornette, like host an hour. And now here he is again. Mm. Let's, let's go back to the horseman and JC. How mm. awesome would it be if all four of you were in the ring at the same time? It's sort of an eight man tag team type of thing, huh? Well, I tell you what, they'd have to put up some pretty heavy money because I can't imagine four people getting in the ring against the four horse. I can't imagine eight guys getting in against us. I can't imagine anybody in their right mind getting in against us. But I can't imagine this. I can imagine that sometime during 86, Dusty Rhodes is going to take his tights all of his wrestling gear and put it outside the door of one of these buildings around the country with a sign on it that says, I quit. Roads one way or another, we're gonna get rid of you and it's gonna take place this year. Mark on it. You know guys, being part of the Four Horsemen, everywhere you go all over the country, the people say, the horsemen are coming and all the women go crazy. But you know, you start talking about the people we've done in. You go talk to Dusty Rhodes and ask him about his leg. You go ask Ronnie Garvin about his hand. You go ask the Road Warriors who dropped him right on top of their heads and left them laying. And the list goes on. So what four men are capable of getting in the ring with the four horsemen? Huh? You answer well, What do you think, Arn? Cornette, when these bashes started, I told you, we had the gold to begin with. When the bashes are over, we will continue to have it. Gentlemen, anybody out there watching, we're a unit. The four horsemen are not four individuals. And last but not least, I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn. But toot, toot, we are still recipients and owners of all the trophies. We make it happen in professional wrestling. Tell them, champ. You see, Jim Cornette, in the case of the Four Horsemen, you have got brains. You have got wealth. You have a tremendous amount of brawn. And ladies, let me assure you, there's not a gelding in the bunch. We are the studs in professional wrestling. We are the men that get it done. And we tell you we're going to be somewhere and we're going to beat somebody up. Then you know what? Put it in the bank because we'll be there and we're going to beat somebody up. Let's go back to the ring. I love uh, that little clip because it's made more than its fair share of uh, video compilations. We are the studs of professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. Rick was uh, talking about the Gator Bowl. Uh, which is going to be on the 12th, uh, obviously. And that was the night 
By the way, the Gator Bowl 10 years later would be uh, revamped into the stadium it is now. Home of the Jags, woo, uh, represent. And so, but the Gator Bowl back then didn't have much of a crowd at all. I think I've told the story before, but this was one where Waylon worked. Waylon Jennings did the pregame. And we had, as you would normally have in Florida, late in the afternoon, Rain. big bad, big bad thunderstorm come up. And it was pretty dark and thunder rumbling and lightning striking. And he was there. And he and I remember, because I was standing outside, he said, well, looks like we've got some bad weather coming in, so we're going to wrap it up right now. Thank you very much for being with us. And boom, he was gone. And basically, he was not, He, I can understand the thunderstorms. And we all could, but he was really pissed off that night because he thought that we would have sellout crowds everywhere. And he was, he didn't want to play at a third of a house, a 10th of a house, whatever. Yeah, it was. exactly. Yeah. Cause usually in those days, a whaling concert, it's going to be a big crowd. Yeah, it is. But we just, uh, we, it just was not ours, not our place to have big crowds. And I also think that he was. Uh, with us in this is Rocky King and Ivan. Uh, he was with us in um, in Memphis too, which was our worst crowd that I recall, because I I went to all of them. So um, it was uh, Gator, and then Flair on the the commentary right there talked about the uh, the uh, the Holiday Inn, and we Holiday Inn at the airport uh, was where we stayed all the time. That thing I think has been revamped into something else, but. It was a holiday at the airport. Just so you know, what I found was Liberty Bowl on the fourth, mm-hmm. Memorial Stadium in Charlotte on the fifth, mm-hmm. the Civic Center in Charleston on the tenth, mm-hmm. and the Gator Bowl on the twelfth. That's what Waylon did with y'all there. Okay, all right. By the way, I I know you hate it, and you 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 double down on your hate just to start this show. But I love Dorton Arena. I love the way it's lit in the background. You can just see the shadows because of the glass coming in. It's just, it has its own distinct feel. And uh, it feels like a lot of these arenas just, you can't really tell where you are or what's going on. But that series of windows in the back, I don't know. It just looks cool, man. Yeah, it had its own uh, feel. You, As a matter of fact, it, it felt like your balls were melting. So oh. it was a good feel for those of you who are watching on TV, but not for us who were standing there as a lady in the left there. Simon makes a cover, just fanning herself, just, just miserable, sticky. Uh, and I think we've said, Stick, I think you mentioned sticky. that sticky. Yeah, miserable, sticky shit. I think you've met, I'll look it up. That Dorton arena is still around, right? I yeah, mean, I think so. Okay. Uh, that's not where the Wolfpack play. Wolfpack's got their really own, uh, nice, uh, Nice. Uh, yeah, it's still around. It's a 7,610 seat multi-purpose arena located in Raleigh. Wow. I see it located in the, it was on the fairgrounds. There you go. I see that on the North Carolina state fairgrounds. It's a cool looking building, man. I don't care what you say. Yeah. Yeah. It all, it looks great. Looks great, but it's hot. I get it. Woo. Well, it was only, not only hot, it was like humid and by the way, uh, I've been to the ECW arena and it's hot and it's humid and it stinks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, it's all part of the charm of, uh, wrestling back in the eighties when you were five years old. Do you ever go to the sportatorium uh, in Dallas? Yeah. No, 
What, never went the no, no the, the one in Atlanta. You dumb what, motherfucker. No, isn't there, is, wasn't there one in uh, Tampa too? Yeah, but buddy, when people are talking about historic arenas, do they talk about no? Well, the, the one, the place where they tape TV in. Uh, oh fuck, Florida. In Tampa person. was a historic place too. That's where Gordon Soley was. You just want to start an argument, is what you want to do. Well, no, we talked about the ECW arena. Uh huh. And then I just pivoted to the Sportatorium. I think that's. I mean, really, you called wrestling in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You called wrestling in the Greensboro Coliseum. Omni. Omni. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are the other big buildings? Because you didn't call it in the ECW Arena or the Sportatorium. Boston Garden. Mm, that's a big one. Staples Center. You were at Staples? Mm-hmm. Forum. LA Forum. Um, MGM Grand. Didn't you do that MGM. once? Did I did MGM Grand. Yeah, sure yeah. did. And also sit in the front row to MGM Grand like a mark. <laughs> yeah, I'll never, you were so you're coming, right, Conrad? Yeah. <laughs> Lying piece of shit. I'll be right there beside you. Be you, me, you, Matt, Dawkins will be there. Um, Silva, Hancock. I'm thinking, okay, great. So we all get there, and I say, "Where's Conrad? Hey, he's going to join us." Okay, good. I was at dinner. Well, there you go. Trying to stay married, Tony. You know, when you, when you convince your wife to come help you out for Starcast, uh huh. The minute you can, you take her to dinner. I understand that. I do. I get it. Not many people get it, but I do. Here's Waylon. Family entertainment. Uh They play that same clip every week. Yeah. And this same clip Mm -hmm. every week. That's from '85 when he parachuted down, right? Right. Yeah. That's all from 85. The first great American bash. Megan remembers being at the 85 bash. Oh, okay. She was nine. Here's our update. The great American bash 86 in full swing. And as you heard, we talked to Jimmy Crockett earlier, another ball headed gig. But before we talk about that, let us tell you seven dates remain in the great American bash tonight in Jacksonville at the Gator Bowl. Also in Richmond, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, Johnson city, Tennessee, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina, and all ended up on August 2nd, Atlanta's Fulton County Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, the Great American Bash. Still in full swing, summertime family entertainment. Now, another ball-headed geek, Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man Valiant, has always said someone's going to lose their hair. Relive with us a part of the Great American Bash just recently where someone else became a ball-headed geek. Man, it's so weird to hear you just in regular conversation, just say ball headed geek, ball headed geek. Is it not? Yeah. They're blurring out some stuff here, but this is where Pez is going to lose his hair, by the way. And, uh, we'll, this was in Charlotte and we're going to see this by the way, uh, when we take a look at the entire great American bash, Paul Jones left to your screen, Jimmy Valiant during all of this. Finds that loaded glove. Shaska was not aware of it, and there it goes. One, two, three. Now, pandemonium right now, as you can see in here. Because it's yeah, you can hear, you can't see. Oh, God, you're such a smart ass. Mm. Well, you're really trying hard today, aren't you? Yeah. 
You're trying very, very hard to be contrary. Oh, no, I'm not. Hey, so we're talking about our great close personal friend, Mr. Jim Cornette's book here. Uh-huh. And uh, he says the bash goes on tour. It was now time for the most ambitious tour ever mounted by the NWA and Jim Crockett promotions, the great American bash, 1986, the bash in 85 had been a standalone event at Charlotte's Memorial stadium headlined by flair, defending the NWA title against Nikita Koloff and a USA versus Russia storyline out of Rocky four before a crowd of more than 25,000 people. That event convinced dusty and Crockett to launch an entire tour including booking large outdoor stadiums for the 86 bash. The events were loaded lineups with the NWA programs, reaching their culminations flair, defending the NWA title against every top baby face in the area and country Western stars like Waylon Jennings, David Allen, Coe, George Jones, and others giving concerts before the matches. Not all July events were bash events, but those that were are listed. But business for the company in general in all cities was strong due to the interest generated by the publicity for the tour. So the very first show uh, on the tour in July of 86 was on the first in Philadelphia at veteran stadium, $215,000 at the gate. Uh, Jim Cornette would know in his book, it was a record. He says right off the bat, the gate for Philly bash has been the subject of debate for many years. Yes. With floor tickets at $50 and all others, 20, both flair and JC estimated the crowd by eyeballing it at over 15,000. It definitely wouldn't have fit in the Philly civic center, the 12,000 seat indoor arena that we ran regularly promoter, Elliot Mernick reported mm-hmm. 215 grand. And for the first time in the midnight's tenure in JCP, the top talent was openly hot about the figure reported. How about that? Openly yeah. hot. And we'll come back to that. Here's Magnum for now. There's not anything left to yell and scream about because my insides are so busted up that I don't feel like yelling and screaming anymore. But I like insurmountable odds. I like people to tell me that I can't do something, that there's something that I can't accomplish. Because Nikita is a whole long, long way before this thing will be over. You and I have met. You've caused me a whole lot of pain. Pain to me is inspirational. But let's find out what happens when it gets turned around, when you're begging for that next breath of air, when you don't know which way to turn. I'm coming back. You try to stop me, I wouldn't expect anything else, but you're not going to do it. The bashes are still going on, and until you put me down for the four matches, the belt's going to come back to me. I'll take you any way I can right here in the bash. Let's go. It's so crazy to think about 90 days later, he's done. <sighs> How about the, how about the cuts he had on his forehead on that one, man? It's unbelievable. And here we see uh, your man, black Bart. Yeah. Going to be defending his, uh, territory belt against, yep. uh, Ronnie Garvin. Anyway, tell me about Alec Mernick. We've talked about this a little bit before, yeah. uh, but it's interesting to see it here in print. I want to mention too, you guys were off on uh, the second on the third, you're running another stadium this time in Washington, DC, mm. you're going to get 135 grand at the gate. Also a record. Then Memphis on the fourth, Charlotte on the fifth, Raleigh on the sixth, Greenville on the seventh, Spartanburg on the eighth, Cincinnati on the ninth, uh, Charleston on the 10th, Roanoke on the 11th, Jacksonville on the 12th. You get what I'm saying? The the tour is real. Yeah. You're on the road every freaking day, but you do have an off day after this rather controversial Philly show. What do you remember about this? Okay. Uh, I, here's what I remember because I'm, I'm not so sure if I was in the press box or in a suite or I, probably in the press box. I don't think the old stadiums had suites could have, but I was sitting up watching the event 
And I was, I'm not so sure who I was with, but I remember L.A. Mernick coming up and we were like going, man, this is, look at this crowd. This is going to be a big gate. And, and I thought everybody was pretty excited about it. L.A. comes up and he said, and I asked him, I said, what's the gate? He said, 215. And I remember thinking as soon as he said it, that's not right. That can't be right. Even, you know, a, a, a young guy who hasn't been in the sport a long time, I just, it didn't look like 215 to me, and I didn't know what the ticket prices were. But I do remember also talking to talent. Tully was obviously one of the more outspoken ones. Really? <laughs> yes. And they all thought that it was, that something was wrong. And many thought that, many, and, and Elliot's no longer with us. Many, a lot of people never trusted Elliot Mernick. Never did. And he was like his, the Mernicks and the Crockett's were longtime friends. The Mernicks ran, you know, the Eastern part of North Carolina for the Crockett's, uh, Raleigh, uh, if they ran Durham, if they ran out on the coast, they were the promote, uh, Roanoke, they ran there. They never trusted them. They never trust the Mernicks to all they, it, and I'm not so sure which talent told me this, but they said it's a typical Mernick gate. Oh, so and that goes back to not trusting old time promoters. You know, for forever, got the boys never trusted the promoters. Well, and, and listen, here's the thing that I always struggle with. Yeah. You say that you know guys like Tully didn't trust, but we also know they didn't. I mean, he didn't particularly trust Jim Crockett either. He's going to leave no. here in just a couple of years. Yeah, right. There was a uh, there was a distrust with promoters. They all they all thought that promoters always gave you the gate, that the gate was not accurate. That let's say it was a Let's say in it was a three hundred thousand dollar gate that night in Philadelphia, and they reported two twelve. They paid you off the two twelve, and then there was another eighty some eighty eight thousand dollars that they kept for themselves. Could have been, I don't know, but I know there was a lot of distrust. I know there was a lot of anger about that as well. And this was also the first Great American Bash where we almost got shut down. I've told that story. Yep. A member, a member of the uh, Pennsylvania Athletic Commission didn't want the blood and complained about it was in the locker room with, I never forget cowboy boots, white shirt, jeans, big tall guy with uh, gray hair, comb straight back and a really arrogant prick. And when he came to the locker room, dusty threw him out and he was going to shut us down. And the, the show did delay for a little bit until we talked him into it. Jimmy talked him into it, which I thought was great. I rem- I do remember vividly Jimmy saying, what can we do? to remedy this situation to him. And he said, nothing, you're shut down. He walked away and the group followed him. And I remember Doug Dellinger saying the show would have gone on that night. We had arranged to lock him in a room to where he wasn't going to get out. I said, wow. So some pretty good behind the scenes stuff for that Philadelphia show. Yeah. Um, just, uh, I mean, they were just, you know, they didn't want to see the blood. The athletic commissions didn't. And it's a good thing Chris Cruz wasn't there because he would have reported it to everybody. I love that you remember that. Okay. What's his reputation in real life? Weasel motherfucker. Really? I say, I never know. I I don't know him. I never met him. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you, you've always regarded him as a Weasley motherfucker. Well, you always looked at him and think, yeah. And then now after what, you know, what he did with AEW and everything, you know, I'm biased. Of course. I, I get it. 
you know, if you're going to try minute, to wait a minute, you favor people who pay you money. Yeah. Oh, so that makes you like, what, what does that make you like human? Like loyal. <laughs> Are you yeah, one of those I, fucking words? Are you like loyal? You piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, uh, troll of the year. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't call him troll of the year. Piece of shit of the year. Adam Des Moy commented that I'm just shilling for AEW. And I said, oh, gee whiz. I'm sure you wouldn't shill for Georgia Pacific or whatever company you work for. Right. And then he went on to say, well, actually, I did make a bad comment about the company on, on, uh, on social media and got reprimanded for it. Why, why'd you do So did you I, stop? You quit her? Uh, so that just proves how big of a dumbass he really is. I mean, it's you fucking dumbass. But he, I, I think most people know that. Look at Ronnie Garvin, man. He just, he's taking some blows here, buddy. You know, Black Bart could give you a pretty good match. Yeah. And he's a hell of a promo. Yeah. Especially when you're voicing it over for him. <laughs> JJ Dillon. I got him in the corner. I'm going to fall you up. Tommy Young, don't choke. God damn, he headbutted me. Oh, shit. I'm not going to be off. Did I take that dip out of my mouth in time? Oh, man. Ricky Harris. Ricky Harris. Oh, shit. We go into one, two, three. Oh, thank God. That's over with. Ronnie Garvin is a new Mid Atlantic champion. But I think they're going to reverse this. JJ and Tully. about that i uh, <clears throat> i don't know if it was non-title match or not i guess it was uh but i thought they would reverse it knowing how we did things back then we did things yeah we reversed a lot of shit Superstation wtbs and world championship wrestling the american dream dusty Rhodes and baby doll florida's favorite son comes home tonight after that world heavyweight title at the gator bowl how come every time we come out here jim gonna excuse himself from the premises. That's a fact, Jack. All Dusty Rhodes' attention now turns to the world's heavyweight title. I ain't putting out nobody that's went against the nature boy Ric Flair for this whole year, let's say. But Ric Flair, you've been lucky. You went on skill, you went on agility, you went on that fire burning inside of you, now you're lucky. I don't need any given night. Maybe tonight. Atlanta, Georgia, August the 2nd, Fulton County Stadium, maybe the end too. Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, the two high-paid athlete in this country today, bar none, bar none, going to do it to it. Dusty Rhodes, two-time World Heavyweight Champion, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, the plumber's son from Austin, Texas. I might not look like a normal athlete's supposed to look. I might not can run 100 miles without deep and a deep breath. 
I might not be able to leap a tall building at a single bound, but I have held the world's heavyweight title two times, not once. So you got to go to bed with them other things on your mind and clear it up because about four o'clock in the morning you start thinking about Dusty Rhodes and it lasts all day long. And Ole Anderson, I'm tired of you coming out here and saying in 1986, Dusty Rhodes gonna pack up his gear, throw his wrestling gear away and put it aside. Let me tell you something, old man. I'm here for you. Jump on it and see how tough you really are. Let's go to the ring, fans. I want you to start hitting people with that. Jump on it. See how tough you really are. Oh, my Premis- uh, Stop it. Premises. Jim Cornette left the premises. Are we going to talk about who's here? We're uh, yeah, Mark Fleming, T. Joe Kahn. Yep. What do you think Mark Fleming's thinking right now? Oh, God. All right, here we go. I just pulled on my crank there a little bit. I hope my dick didn't come out of the the, the jock here. All right, God, he stinks. He he needs to take a shower. I'm gonna just move out of the way. Hey, full arm drink. <laughs> I can do some shit. How about that? They're letting me. Let me do some shit. I'll just work on the arm. I kind of look like one of the Andersons anyway, so I'll just work on the arm. There you go. Fuck. I tell you what, I'm earning this fifty dollars tonight. Yes, sir, buddy. He's giving me some shit. He's letting me do some stuff. And you know, I'm just earning it. I'm earning all my pay. $50 tonight. Maybe I'll go to another grab. I could make, hell, I could make $200 this month. I don't know what that pay off. You still stink. Ha, ha, ha. arm dragon twist. Ha, Back on the arm again. Yes, sir, buddy. And now, how about that? That arm bar. Fuck, Fuck everybody here. I'm going to go over. Yeah. You may want to call a spot, you motherfucker, but I'm going over. Yeah. How's that? Huh? How's that? I'll do it. I'm going to go some motherfucker. I'm dragging twisting. Chivani calls that all the time. He's full of shit anyway. I see you calling spots. I ain't. I ain't going for it, man. I ain't going for it. Uh, turn over there, huh? You selling for me, you stupid motherfucker? Yes, sir. I'm gonna make a name. I'm gonna make a name for myself. Here we go. Arm again, just like the Andersons, right on the shoulder. Boom. Uh, try to get up. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. Oh, fuck. Fucking eye. Hey, man. It's not hard for me to sell an eye gouge. Jesus fucking Christ. I was trying to kick the nuts that time, but missed. Ooh, midsection. Fighting back. They're going to say Mark Fleming is a fucking fighter. Oh, boy. Here comes the witchy. Ooh. Well, I guess this fucker will have to go over. Because that's what I was told to do. Here's a cover. I'm fucking not now. Not fucking now. I ain't ready to go yet. Uh, what? Is Gene Anderson standing outside? Uh, I'm looking around. I don't see him. So maybe it's not time to go home yet. Full arm dragon twist. Yeah, full arm dragon twist. Uh, do it again, full arm dragon 
twist. I've worked on the arm. Oh, and again, I go back to it. Ha, 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 ha. God damn, it's hot in this place. And you smell bad. I know it's not your fault. Everybody's sweating. Look at Tommy Young behind me. He's just wiping the sweat from his brow. I still got a goddamn wedgie. My dick is on the left side of my jock. Oh, and I'm, okay, I'm just going to take that dick and ride your arm with it. Ooh. Yeah, dick shot to the arm. How about that? Well, come on, T. Joe. You may be going over, but you ain't going over now, are you? <laughs> Try to cover. Oh, my dick went back into my jock that time. Good. Oh, shit. Here we go. Selling the goddamn chops. Fuck. What the fuck? Throw me on the outside. What? Well, it's a little bit cooler down here. I'll just lay down here. Maybe I'll crawl under in the ring, get a little cooler. Well, I've got to go back in the ring. All right. Well, here's the fact is, regardless of what happens in this match, I really made a name for us. <clears throat> name for myself, didn't I? Tommy, help me out here. Come on. Come on. Come on. That didn't hurt. Yeah, we worked that one. That didn't hurt at all. Oh, God. Here we go. Oh, no. No. <clears throat> that fucking hurt. Back into that one, the two. Hey, oh, I need to ask you this question. I'm hitting the stomach. Are you really a member of the Khan family? Are you Tony Khan's uncle? I didn't think so. Back elbow. <laughs> Fucking back elbow. Fuck. You think I'm somebody, you think I'm a job guy like George Sell, but I'm not. I got some shit. What's he doing here? Is this the finish? Well, he does. he has no idea what the fuck he's doing here, does he? Okay. Hip toss. That's pretty fucking lame. He's fucking lost. I'm wrestling a guy who's supposed to be a star. He's fucking lost. Fucking chokehold. How long have we been going anyway? About 10 minutes? Well, you'd think one of these big Minnesota muscle heads would have blown up by now. Apparently not. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are we improvising here? Are we supposed to go home? What the fuck are we doing? Powers. That's got to be it. One, two, three. Oh. Well, $50 earned the hard way. Hey, Slapdicks. It's time to hit pause on your playback, but stand by. I'll be back to let you know when we're ready to resume. Do you own a rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Saving money at savewithconrad.com is fast and easy. Just ask Jordan in Murfreesboro. He says, Jimmy made the entire process easy. No appraisal was needed. And we got a great rate on our refinance. What about Glenn up in Sperry, Oklahoma? He says, I wound up knocking four years off my loan and even saved a few dollars on my monthly payment. 
easy to work with. Jimmy is the man. How much are you overpaying right now? Keep more of your own money at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. So wait, lower your monthly payments and pay your house off faster. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? At savewithconrad.com. So we talk about bug on every single episode of the show, because usually as I'm recording the show, bug is like trying to get some rest right behind Tony. Occasionally he'll walk into the frame, but usually he's perched up in his little bed, all comfy and tucked in. Bug really is Tony Schiavone's best friend. And my best friend is a little puppy named ginger. She's been a part of my life for five years now. And, uh, I, I gotta tell you, man, it's the highlight of my day. If I've had a bad day at work and I come home, ginger's coming running. She's excited to see me no matter what she can't wait to jump in my lap and love on me. She's part of the family. And then of course, Megan got another dog that I inherited because ginger wasn't born with me. She was born with Megan. But now we've got baby, we've got the spice girls over here, y'all. And I didn't think it would happen, but now I love these little baby dogs. They're a part of my everyday life. They're part of the family and our family deserves the best. I want these little puppers to live forever. And I recently learned in the last few years doing these podcasts that up to 80% of the immune system is influenced by the gut and the best way to support our dogs and enable our pets to better fight environmental allergies is to give them a proper diet and take care of their digestive health. Solid gold has done that. Solid gold is passionate about gut health because a healthy digestive system is going to positively impact the immune system and overall wellness of our pets. This is a real deal guys. We are so proud to be in business with solid gold and telling you this important message because we use it for our own dogs and we think you should too. Now don't take our word for it. Check them out. And by the way, maybe even Google Sissy McGill. She's the founder. It's the world's first holistic pet food company here in America, solid gold. She's a trailblazer. She's a pioneer and she created a natural pet food before it was cool. She learned that the European pet food had allowed European great Danes to outlive their American counterparts. So she created a recipe that has now served more than 20 generations of dogs. Solid gold's nutritional platform is inspired by their founding belief that high quality food is the best possible way to impact our pets, mind, body, and spirit. For over 45 years, they've revolutionized the holistic pet food category. And now solid gold has a recipe for any dog or cat's dietary needs, including healthy whole grain and grain-free options, wet food supplements like sea meal and 100% human grade bone broth for dogs. Solid gold foods are different because they cleanse the digestive system with whole superfoods. They balance with living probiotics and they fuel with omega three and six fatty acids. This all supports gut health and nourishes your pet both inside and out. We feel strongly about solid gold and we know that you love your pet just like we love ours. So why don't you do this right now? Save 30% on solid gold products. When you go to solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. That's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW to save 30% on select solid gold products. Remember that's solidgoldpet.com slash WHW. Get ready to resume the playback now. That was a long match for them, dude. It was, they, you know, they, they put, they did a good job putting Fleming over and that got me thinking that 
Oh, look who it is. Wrestling, um. you will see for the World Tag Team title, the Road Warriors against the champions, Midnight Express <laughs> with Jim Cornette. And you mentioned the Road Warriors, good friends of Baby Doll. Yeah, I mentioned the Road Warriors, good friends of Baby Dolls. And Baby Doll, you're trying to get all these friends of yours to get rid of me one way or another because you know I'm steaming down on you. You know I'm coming after you. And you know before the Great American Bash of July 1986 is over, maybe ending up on August the 2nd in Atlanta, Georgia, you know that I'm going to have your number. You know that I'm going to make good on all the promises that I've made and I'm going to get rid of you and get you out of professional wrestling. That's why you got the Road Warriors going after my champions at Midnight Express tonight. Trying to take away their titles, trying to embarrass me, maybe try to get to me physically. You got the Rock and Roll Express waiting in the background. You got Dusty Rhodes, your American dream, and your America's heartthrob Magnum TA. You got them waiting. And this big goofy warlord with the butchered up haircut. Well, let me tell you something, darling. I got the indestructible Bubba Rogers, my personal bodyguard, standing right behind me at all times. He don't go anywhere without me, and I don't go anywhere without him. And he's taking real good care of me all during bash season so nothing happens to me so that I can get in the ring and beat your brains out. And the Midnight Express, my world tag team champions, they're not going to lose those belts to the Road Warriors. They're not going to lose those belts to anybody. They're going to be champions from now until doomsday until the crack of doom when we decide to retire and there's nothing that you or your dummy friends can do about it. And they're going to be my partners in those matches, baby doll. So they're going to make sure that whoever you have teamed up with you, whatever kind of degenerates that you have in the ring with you, they're not going to get to me. They're going to take care of all your friends so that I will finally be able to put my tights on and you put your tights on and we'll meet in the center of that ring and we're going to find out just who's the better man or excuse me I should say we're going to find out that I'm the better man and you are nothing but a mere woman at the great American bash before it's over baby doll you're going to be mine <laughs> I almost feel like we've overexposed Jim Crockett or Jim Cornette a little bit in these yeah, last we few have. episodes like we go from saying, man, has there any, has there ever been a better promo? This is the best promo we've ever heard in wrestling, blah, blah, blah. To a week later, he's in every segment and none of them stand out because there's so many. All right. And he's doing commentary. This is getting hot, you know, coming up in Fayetteville. Rick Flair, you got to face me right there, Sonny Boy. Right there, Tony. You might not be the world's heavyweight champion. Then we got Baby Dolls. He's going to team up with the Rock and Roll Express and we're going to derail the Midnight Express and Jimmy Cornette. Baby Don's got a lot to pay back to you, baby. <laughs> That's right, Tony. Right when we're stuck right in the middle of thicker things, right in the middle of the bashes, the greatest thing has ever happened to the Rock and Roll Express. And when it ends up in Fulton County Stadium in Atlanta, that's when the Rock and Roll Express Super Summer Sizzling Tour begins. And brother, I'm telling you, Robert, we're going to have ourselves a good time right now during the bashes and when it's over. All summer long, baby. So be ready and hold on tight because things are exploding like dynamite. Now, let me tell you something, Tony. Mr. Flair has found out that the Rock and Roll Express is just as much man as you are, Mr. Flair. And you know that deep in your heart, no matter what your words might say, you know that we're just as tough as you are. And the men I express, Robert, like you said earlier, with Baby Da. Oh, yeah. You know, Jimmy Cordell, your mouth has wrote a check that the Midnight Express, Express, excuse me, and Big Bubba can't cash. So you be ready, brother, right here. We're going to come to get down with the Andersons. We don't care who it is. Like I said before, when you speak of the best, you speak of the Rock and Roll Express. And all these nice people are right here behind us. Woo. Let's go to the ring, fans. And now we got Wahoo versus Tully Blanchard. Dude, this is a big time match right here. Yeah. Well, you know, this was, uh, this was the great American bash. This was, uh, if uh, you ran down the bash dates and I believe this would have been July six where we taped this. So we put some big matches on TV, black Bart and, uh, Ronnie Garvin and this match here. So yeah, we had some, uh, 
We uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina sold out $74,000 quote, not a bash event, but still a loaded lineup. Mm. This event sold out the Dorton arena and set an all time Raleigh gate record. Thanks. Uh, in no part to Tony Shivani. <laughs> Why would he write not, that? It was not a bash event, huh? I thought it was. No, so. you, you don't know a lot of things. Well, then I, I don't understand how we did this. If you mentioned you ran down the bash, you said July 6th, Dorton arena, Raleigh. I can't no, 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 no. The bash events were Philadelphia on the first Washington on the third Memphis on the fourth Charlotte on the fifth Cincinnati on the ninth Charleston on the 10th Roanoke on the 11th Jacksonville on the 12th Richmond on the 18th, um, 21st you're in Fayetteville, North Carolina, 23rd you're in Johnson city, 25th you're in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, 26th you're in Greensboro. How about that? Oh, and then yeah. August the 2nd, Fulton County Stadium, Atlanta, mm-hmm. GA. By the way, he also included um, an image that I want to show off here. That's directly from Jim's book. You need to pick it up. This is what it looks like. It's a collector's item now. It's sold out everywhere, but go check that out. He's got two Jim Cornette from James A. Crockett. Uh, this is, um, a statement here, please find your enclosed check for the 1986 great American bash in the amount of $17,320. This includes all of the July dates and the August 2nd bash in Atlanta. Since we did not pay July on a normal basis, we've calculated your previous July earnings added with the enclosed bash check, your income for the entire month. It's $22,960. Should you have any questions, see me. And there's a breakdown that shows, uh, there's a $20 charge for a license in Washington, DC. And then, uh, the total talent fee is, or or talent pay is $17,320 less the licensing fee. Mr. Cornette got a check for 17,300 for his bash bonus. Did he show the, they show the check image on there by any chance? Yes, he did. Well, well the, the statement itself, I mean, okay. Can you show it? Can you put it up there? And I, show just, it? I just did. I, I put it on the screen. For I, I, no, I saw the, uh, cover. I didn't see the, the actual the, check. Well, that's the stub of the statement piece, not the okay. actual check. All right. I get it. Uh, well, was he uh, satisfied with 17,000 for July? I mean, it was total 23,000. Okay. Uh, $22,960. Okay. Well, but there you go. That's what it looks like. That's a pretty good July for anybody, especially in 1986. Right. I'm just saying, you know, let's appreciate you. Don't get me wrong. The hard part of this, I've never lived it, but All what right. I hear is the hard part of this is the travel. Sure. You're making towns. You're living out of suitcases. You're never home. You don't have the normal relationship or family support. You don't have your bed. You don't have your shower. You don't have your toilet. You don't have your dog. You don't have your wife. You, you just, you got your friends and you got the road and you got the fans and you got the performance. And I'm sure a lot of these guys like, I mean, think about what Cornette's job consisted of that day or what his day consisted of that day. A lot of hurry up, a lot of waiting. And then there's the 30 minutes you get to perform. You know what I mean? Mm, Right. But you do that, and then at the end of the month, you get, you know, boatload of cash. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a life, and and it was an incredible life back then. 
and it was uh, for the guys. I can't imagine doing it, you know, every day, twice on Saturday, sums and twice on Sunday, and and driving miles and miles and miles. You know, I think now that that we're back to going live. AEW is basically my travel is fly out on Tuesday, do a show Wednesday, and fly back on Thursday. Spend two nights on the road, and as I look at the uh, look at the calendar and look at the month, it looks to me well. Wow, that's a healthy that's a healthy load for anybody. But think about doing something every day of the week, and then add on that that they booked or at least they attempted to book shows in the Carolinas on Wednesday, so you could go do promos in the morning. Hey, I wanted to mention too the $22,960 that uh, Jim would have earned in the month of July in today's dollars. Remember that's 1986 money, 22,960 today's dollars would be $56,393 and 41 cents. So we'll call it 56, four. Okay. How do you calculate that? Is that you calculating or look at Tully's bleeding here? I use the United States inflation calculator. Okay. So you just type in the hypothetical year to now, and then just use your typical inflation calculator and bam. Well, there you go. That's pretty cool. 56 grand. So listen, pretty good living to uh, travel with your buddies, live out your dream, Mm -hmm. entertain people, perform. That's all the fun part. The terrible part is we're in another Hilton garden Inn, Mm. sharing a room with Dennis country. Yeah, I know. Every did, night, did Cornette, did Cornette list what he made for the entire year? Uh, he and shows that, he shows pay stubs. Okay, all right. That's cool, man. I've got the book here too. I ought to stop uh, asking you these questions and read it myself. Yeah, I? I was thinking, you know, maybe you open it. You know, yeah, I've got the uh, maybe flip. Li- I got the list of Jericho. That's a new book. Yeah, can't cool. wait to not get that shameless plug for my man Chris Jericho. There you go. I told him, I said, once I really learn how to play the drums, I'll go on tour with Fozzie. And he went, no. Wahoo and Tully had a pretty good run. As a matter of fact, Wahoo and Tully earlier, I think in 85, were a tag team. Because Wahoo was a heel back then. He came back here as a baby face. We're like, but Wahoo was a big time heel in 85 for the Crockett's. And he and Tully were were a tag team. They may have been the champions back then. If you have the list of tag team champions, not I got sure. the same list you do, bud. I don't have a list up here. Yeah, me neither. Okay. So you don't have a list of champions. I don't know what you're asking. You always come up with shit. I just thought maybe you'd come up with that shit. List of NWA world tag team champions. I mean, I, mean, I probably could. I mean, is that, yeah. is that big a deal to you? No. All right, I'll open a list of Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champions. How about NWA World Tag Team Champions? Okay, we could have said that when you heard me typing it. Uh-huh. N-W-A You're really attempting to be a jack-off here today, aren't you? Why? Because you, you, you don't know how Google works? You old okay. sin fuck you? Okay. It works the same for both of us, you mother okay. son of a whore. Okay. Hey, uh, this, I can't find them. Uh, so I tried. I did everything I know how to do. Need a research guy. Oh, you do have a research guy for most of your shows, except you, mine. Well, you know why? Because you were, you know, fucking there. And then we go mm-hmm. to click record. And you're like, I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Hey, you see a square ring post. How about that old school shit, man? There's a, 
There was one square ring post and a round ring post. You notice I, that? I saw that. Yeah. That's odd. I thought they were one or the other. Tully's first uh, NWA tag uh, thing was uh, with Arn. Okay, so they weren't the champions, but they w- they did tag together a number of times. Now, Wahoo was a tag champ with Paul Jones. Mm-hmm. That's early. That's... And with Rufus R. Jones. Oh, that's way early too, man. And with Mark Youngblood. Yeah. Just I'm explaining words, you know. I know you are. And I can go, yeah, yeah, and then eh, of guys that really I didn't think were that good at wrestlers. I'm sorry. Did you fall? You want to see something Conrad. cool? Conrad has, no, he's still cool? here. I think you want to see something cool. No. Do you want to see something cool? Uh, I'm, a, I'm afraid to say yes. Go okay. ahead. No, no, don't worry about it though. No, I do want to see something cool. I want to see that belt that you got in the lower left-hand corner of your screen, or as I'm looking at a lower right-hand corner of your screen. Cause I know that's a new belt. You got other side. There you go. No, that, it's not, no, that, no, it's not that green, that so, green belt. No, that's, that's the boxing championship. But look at this. Oh, son of a bitch. Now that is fucking cool. I saw that at your birthday party. Oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Dave Milliken gave you that, right? Or did yep. he? It's a, uh, it's a gift for a friend of ours. Okay. You want to know where it's going? Uh, yeah. Where's it going? Klondike Bill's grandson. It's going to him. Yep. That's tremendous. It's pretty cool, huh? He, uh, and that is a, uh, it is an old NWA world tag team championship belt, it's right? It's a mid Atlantic NWA mm-hmm. tag team championship belt. Wow. Held by the greats like Ricky uh-huh. steamboat, Mr. Youngblood, your favorite. Yeah. Of course. I think, uh, the Baron had it. Mm-hmm. Greg, the hammer had it. Yep. And that looks like JJ's got it and he's giving it to Tully. Oh, the gimmick. You never see the, the, I like when the referee finally finds it, you know, it feels yeah. like it never happens. This is cool. Yeah. I like how JJ <laughs> stumbled with it. You know, I mean, just bobbled it. It was good. JJ looked like a fucking goof and okay. going to continue this angle. Well, totally can throw a working punch, buddy. God. Slingshot suplex. Mm. When we saw that earlier this year, we both lost our mind, didn't we? Yeah. I told Tully the other day we were, you know, we we love to cut up backstage, as you know. And I said, congratulations to you, buddy. He said, what? I said, you're the only horseman that's not 300 pounds now. (laughs) (laughs) And he laughed. And actually, you know, he's, oh, here we go. He stayed in good shape. He has. What do you think they're saying right here? Okay. I It's so fucking hot in here. I had to take the tops off. Uh, Uncle Ivan, you know, get a cool off. <laughs> I've lost my voice. Did you really? 
radio. <laughs> Too much kissing ass this week. And that's <laughs> whose ass were you kissing more this week? Uh, Cody's or Tony's? Uh, Tony's. I mean, it's well established. You're like a full blown stooge for him now, right? No, I'm not a full blown stooge. What, what do you I'm lack a, to convert? I'm, I'm a hard working, dedicated, dependable person. Wait. Okay. Help me understand. What did okay. you think stooge meant? <clears throat> when I say stooge, what do you think? I mean, uh, alive and conniving Paulie dangerously, Paul Heyman piece of shit. Uh, and that's right. That's exactly what he was saying. A stooge. You know what a stooge is. We know what a stooge is. Well, my friend, Tony Schiavone is not a stooge. As a matter of fact, my friend, Tony Schiavone has become good friends with uh, how you say, uh, Pete. No, Taz. That's right. They've become good friends in the backstage area. As a matter of fact, Tony knows that one day Taz's son, Hook, is going to be quite a performer. You know why? Because he's young, he's strapped, he's got a good-looking body, and one of these days, and all the girls love him, and that's important. All right, Nikita Koloff, are you getting married yet? Get out of my way. Hmm. Sam Houston and George South. Yeah. There must be a winner. Hmm. You know, uh, I think I mentioned this. I saw a Sam Houston, uh, in the, uh, dark side of the ring about Grizz. Yeah. Sam's uh, aged quite a bit. We all have. Yeah. But I just, it's, it's funny. You, you look at all the 1986 stuff that we have looked at. And so we've seen Sam a lot, as you know, and, uh, <clears throat> we've seen Sam a lot. And then when you see Sam young and, and good looking here, and then you see him age, it, it's kind of like, Hmm, boy, we all do age. Don't we? Yeah. You don't look the same now as you did when you were five years old. No, so you, I don't. So you, I age as well. Yeah. Everybody ages. It's amazing. You don't, it's, it's, the the, the, the secret of life. Only old people know it. And that is you age and it goes by quickly. That's the secret of life. Kids don't realize it now. Man, I, I can't help but watch this old Sam Houston stuff and wonder what if. What if what? I'm just saying in this era, it feels like the guys who were featured were, were bigger fellows, but you know, not too terribly long after this, mm-hmm. I mean, years, but not like decades. Yeah. Guys like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. They would get their opportunity. Yeah. And Sam Houston feels like he mechanically is good. You know, we need yes. to work on the charisma and all that, but he's yeah. still a very young man here. He looks good, man. And he's, I'm just he's saying slim. If, if he yeah. was 10 years, if he came along 10 years later, we've talked right. about this a lot with Steve Carino, but I think Sam Houston could have been another one, man. 10 years later. Like if it's. Instead of late eighties here, it's late nineties. Right. shot. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, and, and Sam also had Sam, another thing that, that drug him down. And I hate to say this, but it's true. He had heat with the front office because of his relationship with baby doll. 
I think, I do think that they in the front office felt that a relationship in wrestling would not work. Now, I, I tell you this, when, when I first, first met Lois, 1981, and she and I were working at the same radio station, and the bosses found out that we were seeing each other, they fired her. It's because they felt that two people could not work and maintain a, a professional relationship. Now, uh, that's kind of what they thought, I guess, what they thought about Sam and Baby Doll. But Sam had heat, and I think that helped drag him down in the eyes of the people running things. Because I think that Baby Doll, uh, being a member of the Horsemen back then and being Tully's valet, was, I may be wrong here, but I think she did a lot for them. As in getting things, you know? Yeah, yeah, helping. Helping, yeah. And then, and and I've heard, you know, I've heard Arn talk about it. And then she got romantically involved with Sam. And Sam kept, you know, was in her ear about don't do this, don't do that. And it, it hurt his career. It really did. Uh, but well, here's well. my question about, about Sam Houston is after <clears throat> we go to 87, go to 88, 89, uh, and we become WCW, what happened to Sam Houston? Yeah. Uh, did he try to go to the WWE? Did he go to the WWE? I don't know that answer. He wasn't there in 89. He just kind of got lost. He kind of disappeared, didn't he? Well, I mean, I think the 38 DUIs had something to do with it. Wow. But yeah, he did go to the World Wrestling Federation. He was there in 89. He was there from 87 to 91. You just didn't, you know, pay any fucking attention. No, know. I just didn't remember that. No, that's fine. He was in the dark match at the 89 Royal rumble. And then he was wow. on the February 11th edition of superstars. And I didn't do superstars. Did he also, um, did he, he wrestle the same Houston, the cowboy gimmick and all that? By the way, he was back with you in 91 in WCW, but again, you weren't paying any attention. Yeah. No, apparently I was, but then he worked Indies, uh, from 91 to 93 and then came back to WCW from 93 to 94. But again, you weren't paying, I attention. didn't pay attention. Uh, and then he started working independence pretty exclusively from 94 on, but unfortunately, yeah, I think he's had, uh, well, you know, 10 year prison stint for DUI or whatever. Mm. Can I get on my soapbox here about something? Uh, sure. <sighs> I'm going to tell everybody first before I start this, don't watch it. Mm. Don't YouTube it. Don't watch it. Mm. Have you seen the Paul Orndorff video? Uh, I wish we weren't talking about it, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. Or? I don't know his son, but for God's sakes, what are we trying to do here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the flying fuck? Something like that can happen to any one of us. And if one of my kids take a fucking video of me, I'm going to fucking haunt them the rest. No, as a matter of fact, I'm going to try to find someone to kill them. I should have said that. I don't, I don't know what's happening right now. I feel like you're just an old man yelling at clouds. No, it's terrible shit. Yeah, I am. A, I am in a, in a fucking cloud. Fucking. Just terrible. Anyway, that's me on my soapbox. End of story. 
Other than that, uh, say they, notice how these matches, not only we talked about Mark Fleming and Tejo, these matches are getting some time in. Yeah. These are not studio matches. These are right. arena matches. Right. And as a result, the, the fans watching on TV, getting a pretty good show here. Really? Yeah. You know, I, I didn't like the gray background we used. I thought we could have probably, uh, but we didn't have a TBS logo. That was, it a, just doesn't feel like it was important. Like production was an afterthought here. Yeah. Well, of course it always had all production was always an afterthought. Well, you, you don't have to get hot at me. God damn it. I'm not, I'm not hot at you yet. Bulldog. That's gotta be it. That's his finish. That was good. They're fired up about him. Oh yeah. My hair's all messed Title up. match coming up. The Midnight Express with Jim Cornette to defend against the Road Warriors. That is coming up in just a few seconds. And don't forget a gigantic bunkhouse match still to come as the Rock and Roll Express and Dusty Rhodes take on Nature Boy Ric Flair and Ole Don Anderson. Now let's go to the ring for this announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, the most awesome combination in wrestling today, the tag team champions of the world, Loverboy Dennis and beautiful Bobby, the Midnight Express. What do you think of him always being the guy to introduce him? I like it. It's a nice little. Oh, choice. I do too. I do too. Why not, man? Getting having get some more heat. Would you rather be beautiful Bobby or Loverboy Dennis? Uh. Lover boy, Dennis it was a long time. Hey, I guess now is just as good a time of any that we should send some condolences to great close personal friend of the show. Mr. Bobby Eaton. Unfortunately, he lost his wife over the last week or so. Uh, Donna Eaton, who, uh, my wife has known her whole life. They were Facebook friends and she had me on Facebook. Once we got married and she would send me stuff and just a nice lady. Of course, the daughter of superstar bill Dundee and the wife a longtime wife of Bobby Eaton and, uh, man, they had a, a unique situation to be married as long as they were. And now she's yeah. no longer with us. And we see, uh, him and Dennis are about to take a whooping from the uh, road warriors here, but you knew Donna, right? You met Donna. Yeah. Donna and I were also, I met Donna. I knew her. We lived close together cause she lived in Pineville with Bobby, North Carolina. Lois and I've lived in Pineville for a bit. Uh, then we moved around different apartments. Um, Lois and I did with the kids. And finally settled in on a house, a couple of houses. But we, uh, uh, Donna and I were Facebook friends as well. And Donna was very proud of her, uh, of her, uh, grandchildren, I guess. And, uh, saw pictures of her and, but Donna had been sick for quite a while. I understand. Yeah. I had been fighting cancer and, um, right. uh, yeah, condolences, uh, you know, and Bobby's health has never, has not been that good as of late as well. So, uh, I haven't reached out to him. I know I got his number and I really probably should, but I didn't want to call right when it happened, you know, but anyway, uh, yeah, our condolences to Bobby because as we've said before, and, and we're, we're sincere about this, you know, I know you are very insincere a lot about, about a lot of things, but we're sincere about this when we say. Bobby Eaton is one of the nicest men ever in pro wrestling. Yes. The, to the point to where you think, man, a guy that nice shouldn't have been a pro wrestler. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We tried our best. 
in Nashville to get him to talk bad about somebody, but he wouldn't, would he? Even behind the scenes. Even behind, that's right. Even back in the, you know, when you're in the green room. That's the thing. Like sometimes people don't know, like the real Jim Ross. You, you and I know Jim Ross was born mm-hmm. to entertain. Yes. He's one of the boys with a capital B. Yes. And so there's the Jim Ross you're going to meet when mm-hmm. you're doing a meet and greet. Yeah. When you're at a live show, you're at an appearance. And then there's the Jim you'll meet behind the scenes who has no filter and is just mm-hmm. looking for laughs. And he's going to say something that is going to make you laugh, but you probably can't repeat. <laughs> and we got a lot of that that day in Nashville. And we got some from, uh, from everyone involved, but we got none from Mr. Eaton because that's not his style, daddy. Nope. Nope. It isn't. I uh, make a note of this and you may have already done this. When you talk to Arn, you guys have your next podcast today. Actually, we're, we're okay. recording today. Have you, have you talked about the size of the rings? No, but I'll tell you, I'm glad you brought that up. It is sort of random that you brought it up, but I saw a clip the other day on social from Dr. Tom Pritchard and I didn't really notice it, but you couldn't even make out the width of the ring. It just looked like from the hard cam side, there were just ropes that just kept going forever and ever on both sides and guys would disappear when they were running the ropes. And so one of the comments said, Jesus Christ, how big was this ring? And Tom Pritchard said, and I'm sure he's ribbon. There's no way. But he says, I think 50 by 50, Paul loved big rings. Mm. Now there's no way that's real, but can you imagine a scenario where the ring was legitimately 50 feet? Uh, no, I can't, but I can tell you this and R and I were discussing it, uh, backstage AEW. And I thought, man, this is a good conversation to have on a podcast. The size of the, the, the size of the ring at the TBS studios was smaller than the than all the rest mm. was smaller than the event rings. Yeah. So this is a bigger ring. And, uh, it was, it was difficult for guys to adapt at times. Arn said it was easy as a heel to take a bump and then roll out in a smaller ring. Right. <laughs> so it, it's, uh, and Arn knows, you know, Arn knows about it. And so it's, it's worth talking to him about it. And I think it's a very cool conversation. Look at this. How about Cornette, man? Get in the face of it's almost as if they're doing an angle here with Dennis Condry. Man, the road warriors, how many times a week do you just think of them mm, all the time? I, I mean, I think of them at least once a week, uh, this past week, randomly, I was hanging out with a couple of buds and somebody brought up smoky mountain but they had never seen it. Uh-huh. So I fired up an episode of Smoky Mountain and <laughs> there was a promo from Hawk in there where, you know, it's old school. So they would have him just cut a tape and mail it and then put it in their TV. He's not there yet, but he knew somebody with a camcorder who could record a promo of him, like in his fucking kitchen or something, but he's in full gimmick, but it was unintentionally hilarious because he said, what time is it? Oh, I ain't got a watch. A <laughs> guy pretending he has a watch when he doesn't with that hairdo and painted face. Oh, I ain't got a watch. It fucking got all over us. Uh, and then I guess they were doing, you know, it's Cornette. So Cornette had gimmick matches, right? Cause that's what, yeah. the, that's what the South, I know some people make fun, but 
gimmick matches in the South were just part of life, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're sure. going to get the same people to come see you, the, really the same roster, 52 mm-hmm. weeks in a year, exactly. you had to get creative. You had to do Ex- gimmicks. Sure. So one of the matches was like a, uh, you know, four man, Texas tornado, no disqualification, false count anywhere, wave the flag match or capture the fo- whatever. Yeah. And so he rattles it off. It's like a tongue twister, but it's a flag match. He goes, Oh, never been in one of those. Not scared of it though. <laughs> I can just imagine like in his house, right? The, mm-hmm. We sometimes uh, as wrestling fans assume this guy walks around as Hawk 24 seven. No, that shit comes off and he's just a regular dude who wants to eat chicken breasts every 60 minutes. That's it really. Yeah. Uh, but still I'm sure that day his, he's got a wife or a girlfriend, somebody yeah, yeah, and him in the background saying, Hey, we got to go do this. We got to go do that. And before you leave town, we need to go see so-and-so and don't forget we got to do, oh, and you hadn't cut the grass yet. <sighs> I got to paint my face and cut a promo in the kitchen for Jimmy and I'm going to do it. And then I just imagined he just keeps trying to improvise and stretch it out. And uh, I wasn't a good one. Got to do it again. Can't cut the grass just yet. Got to do it. The idea that he's painting himself up. I got to fucking mow the grass. I don't like her aunt Linda. Fuck that. I'm going to do this for Jimmy. I mean, it was just like the idea that this guy in his house painted his face, hmm. which maybe wasn't even real, yep. but it would just tickle me. Yeah. Because I just think it is it, such a weird like you see him chest up. So is he like wearing umbros and flip-flops down below? And is he going to go do the dishes after the, the right. road warriors walking through their house doing regular, uh, I'm going to put a load of laundry on. Yeah. It's fucking hysterical to me. Well, here's something else hysterical too. And I, I distinctly remember having breakfast with them a number of times in Atlanta because we would like. They would fly in from Minnesota. I would fly in from Charlotte. And by sometimes we would just run into each other at the airport. And they said, let's go have breakfast. And sitting down with those two guys, not Hawk and Animal, but but Joe and Mike, yeah. having breakfast and hearing their discussions was was a treat. Because they laugh and they cut up. And I'm thinking, these are the two biggest killers in wrestling, right? Right. And we're just having a grand old time over here. Now, I'm not talking about, we're talking about breakfast, not, pulling, not pulling, pouring drinks back or anything like that. Just eating breakfast and just having a good time. And, you know, I do think about him. I, every time I see a big guy in AEW, like Brian Cage or like uh, uh, Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Cesar Bononi, all those guys are big. And every time I see somebody with that's etched, you know, that has big traps, I think of I think of Hawk. I do. And whenever you see a uh, massage parlor, you think of your times with Animal, right? Because you, yeah, I, I no, I think of the times that I drove in there and waited for him to come out. I do. Well, now, hang on now. He says you no. would go inside and partake. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak ill of the, of the people no longer with us, but well, you do every not, other week. That's not, that's not true. You even said very early on in our run here on the pods where you said, Hey, once they're dead, we can shit on them. Right? No. I and I'm like, well, that's, that. that's ugly. And that's rude. <clears throat> that's terrible. But you're that's also terrible. the type of guy when I tell you that I'll send you a text and I'll say, so-and-so passed away. Mm-hmm. And you'll text me back. What was the finish on that guy? Mm. <laughs> that's fucking rude. Tony. That is now that's a fucking lie. You've never, there's text- another t-shirt now comma. That's a fucking L I E exclamation point. Dink, dink, dink. I think Ryan Duff, I think dink, dink, dink should be a t-shirt. 
I think Ryan Duff's not doing much today. He ain't doing much any day. Any day. Ryan hey, D- so uh, just a very quick uh, shout out to all of our uh, top guys and low-key big hogs. we got some good stuff coming up in September. Boy, have we been planning or what? Yeah, man. we got a, we got a good staff. We got some folks who are swinging for the fences, buddy. We got some good staff. And then there's Hancock and Silva. But we got a good staff. And Ryan. Yes, and Ryan. Nothing happening, Ryan. Nothing happening, Ryan. Oh, speaking of nothing happening, Steve Kaufman. Oh, yeah. What does he just do? Sit on his ass and punch in? uh... I don't know what he does, if I'm honest. I I just know the check comes every month, and I'm thankful. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So maybe, maybe we shouldn't talk ill of the people that send us money. No, he sends us money. Everybody else we listed, you know, we actually just pay to exist. Yeah. Pay to exist. Exactly. Well, Ryan, I guess not. Yeah. You know what? It's mostly just Silva and Hancock. Yeah. Really Hancock specifically. Mm-hmm. Or Hancock. We at least see Silva's work. I know. We didn't even hear about Hancock's. No. Hancock goes, yeah, I did it. I go, nope, you didn't. Um, and then there's Matt Coon, if we're just shitting on people now. No, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Hey, so you didn't put over my mid-Atlantic belt enough. Yeah. The, the tag team belt you were showing me? Yeah. What do you mean I didn't put it over enough? Well, I'm, I'm not, I don't think it's been satisfactorily put over. <sighs> All right, let me think of something to say to put it over, okay? Okay. I don't know what that is, but, uh, I'll say something to put it. Okay. It's great, but I'll say something better than that. We may have new world tag team champions, power slam, big shoulder flying shoulder block. Oh, boot to the head. Here comes the finish. We got all four in the ring. Man, that crowd is fired up. Yeah, you know, I've always hated disqualifications, but DQs for the sake of heat, something like this, it kind of works, right? Makes him into a Weasley little... Whoa! Now, that's a hell of an angle. I'm sure they popped on that. Baby doll just knocked out. Jim Cornette. <laughs> Cheap shot from behind, man. <laughs> and Jimmy's selling it, buddy. Good. Good stuff. Again, disqualification to me is a shit finish, but it works here for what they wanted to, get to accomplish. You weren't going to, you know, you weren't going to pin the Road Warriors on TV nor pin the Midnight Express on TV, switch the titles, but you got your Jim Cornette baby doll angle out of it. Man, this is uh, right in the middle of the bash, and we've had some competitive matches. It's a totally different studio style show, but here we go. The World Tag Team title by disqualification, but that is not the big story. The big story is what happened to Jim Cornette after the match had concluded, being chased around the ring by Precious Paul Ellering, and then Baby Doll out of nowhere levels Jim Cornette to the tune of thousands of fans standing up and cheering Baby Doll on. Let's go back and relive what we just saw. 
tennis racket. Really plastering the road warriors. He's, he's just doing all this shit, and fans are fucking mad, man. And Hawk is taking a couple of blows from that tennis racket. Oh, he's rolling them up. Yeah, he really is. I was wondering, like, why are we seeing another replay? Because we're we got a camera sort of focusing on Jimmy. Yeah. God damn the pop for that hot tag. Mm. Here comes the shoulder. No, the power slammed in the shoulder. Oh, here comes baby. Yeah. Golly, they were hot for that. Mm. Uh, and uh, let's hear for uh, uh, JCP's production crew. That was different. Those were different camera angles. Yeah, they were on the replay. So they actually isolated something, and uh, and Wayne Daniel, who was one man production crew in the back, actually uh, had taped it and put it into us because we did a live to tape. Buddy. What you just seen is the Road Warriors. Whip the so-called world champion Midnight Express. I ain't got much to say. All these people here know we're the world champs. You know something, Tony Schiavone? We got Baby Doll and our partner and a couple of these great American bashes. Midnight Express, and especially you, you little weasel, Carnet. You're going down, and let me tell you something. Whether it's the call-offs, Midnight Express, Carnet, and especially the four horsemen flare you grab a hold a hold of my brother and myself and we'll let you know what it's like to feel the wrath of the legion of doom nice punch baby doll you know baby doll i gotta congratulate that was one of the greatest shots i have ever seen and the road warriors and the legion of doom are honored to take care of business as jimmy Cornette has proved to the whole world that he has a mouth big enough that he can stick a banana in sideways well jimmy Cornette, when it's all said and done we're going to ask you how does it feel to eat filet of soul in other words how does it feel to have your foot shoved down your throat because your mouth is so big your checks can't back up what you're saying big boy tell him baby doll you bet you know Cornette, you've messed in my business just a little bit too much and you found out what I'm really made of. 
during the bashes, I haven't quite gotten a hold of you like I really, really wanted to. But right here, you know, you did an injustice by sticking your nose in with the road warriors. And I thought it was my place. You know, I was sitting in back watching the monitor. thought it was my place to come down. I had the perfect opportunity. And you saw what it was like to get hit by a baby doll. You know, I know a lot more besides just hitting. You know, I've learned a couple of moves myself. So if you try and get away, darling, this track star is going to get after you. So, Cornette, you try and run. <laughs> I'm going to be right behind it with this, darling. Mm. I did a great job of getting behind her. Yeah. You know, getting out of the camera angle. That's one of the things that Dusty always liked about me. He said, you know, whoa, oh, here we go. Again, it, more cornet. Yeah. You better not give me that microphone. You better not say a word because I'm going to talk straight to Baby Doll because she just proved my point. Look at this tape right here. I'm running away from Paul Ellering, my man Bubba, trying to catch up to him. He's got Ellering. He's going to make sure Ellering don't do me any harm right there. He's got him blocked off. When look, the back jumper, the backstabber, the low class, trashy, stinking, slimy scuzz, Baby Doll, that you are. You proved my point all along. You come in from behind. You hit me over the head with a brick. Look at the size of this ice pack. Let me tell you something right now, baby doll. The road warriors are the rock and roll and dusty and magnum. I don't care if you get King Kong and Godzilla to help you out. Because now, not only am I going to prove my point that no woman can beat a man except by jumping from behind. Not only am I going to beat your brains out, but now I'm coming after revenge. And you better believe I'm going to get it, you stinking scuzzbag. <laughs> By the way, the show is about to go off the air, right? But we've still got rock and roll and dusty teaming yeah. up to take on Rick, Ole, and Arn. Yeah. It's a bunkhouse match. And by the way, tape machines are rolling. We'll show you what happened next week. <laughs> by the way, when we say bunkhouse match, we mean it yeah. rock and roll express and Ricky Morton's got his mask on. They're coming uh -huh. to the arena or to the ring wearing jeans and t-shirts, just like dusty yep. and flares in there. Yeah. In jeans. jeans and How about polo. that? Yeah. Let's track it. Totally different approach to TV, man. Yeah. Totally different show from what we've been seeing. Yeah, it's it's actually a pretty cool pretty cool show. Again, a lot of Jim Cornette, but uh, good angle with Baby Doll. Love that. And uh, you know, it's worth mentioning. We talk about how hot the Rock and Roll Express was in '86, and everybody talks about them in '86 and how important they were. And I'm not discounting any of that. But you know, in order for there to be a super over babyface, there had to be a heel who made it possible. And mm. I don't think it's even worth discussing the the people who made that happen specifically on the midnight express. Absolutely. Flair is not wearing jeans. I think that's uh yeah, he's got, belts. Yeah. He's got some <laughs> slacks on, took one punch, jumped over the rail and he's hauling ass to the back. Huh. It feels like you're about to yell. We're desperately out of time or some shit. Yeah. We're about, uh, looks like about two minutes away. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Fans are loving this too. And again, this is the kind of, uh, if you take away the cameras, this is the kind of show that they had at the bashes. Yeah. You know, they had yeah. loaded shows with great shit like this. Yes. 
and Cornette and Baby Doll would go at it, and uh, Dusty would have his shot at the world title. Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson has his shot. Hawk had his shot in Philadelphia. So mostly it was Ric Flair not in a match like this, but in this case, he is. So good stuff, man. And come as you are, anything goes, a bunkhouse match. Arn Anderson's already blading, bleeding. And Ole and Dusty with that personal vendetta. <laughs> he knew how to raise that elbow, buddy, and just raise it and sell it. And Arn Anderson, buddy. God, man, he's really bleeding. He kind of overdid it there. This is uh, yeah. good stuff, man. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, we saw an angle with Tully and uh, and Ron Garvin. We saw Ron Garvin cheat to win and run away. And uh, and there you go. Tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week. We'll show you what happened. Director on location, David Crockett. See that? I do. That means David, David decided to be in the truck that night. So, again, the show we just watched was uh, taped in... Um, Raleigh, Raleigh, right. And that's on the sixth, but you guys are going to do another taping in Spartanburg on the eighth. This one's for worldwide and pro. Uh huh. And then, as we mentioned, you start hitting all of the, uh, the different tours or the different stadiums, but, uh, on the 15th, there's another TV taping. Uh, this one's for pro at Gaffney, South Carolina. Oh, then on the 17th, another taping on the 17th. From Columbia at the Township Auditorium. Wow. And so I think that's where we're going to be back when we cover the episode from July 19th, 1986. Uh, David Crockett will be back then there too. Mm -hmm. So a lot of fun stuff happening in 86. We're knee deep in the Great American Bash. Uh, stay tuned over at WHW Monday uh, on Patreon. We're going to have a watch along for the Charlotte show, uh, which is one of the more important shows. Ricky Morton's going to challenge Ric Flair for the world title. And then, of course, as we mentioned, the big title change is coming up here at the end of the month. That's going to be on the main feed here when we talk about Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes from Greensboro. But right now, it looks like it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, Conrad Thompson is walking to the ring and take a look at the belt that he has in his possession. It's the NWA Mid-Atlantic World Tag Team title belt. It is gorgeous. It is gold. It is silver. It is green. I've never seen anything like that. It's one of the greatest belts I've ever seen in the history of our great sport. That's the belt that'll put butts in seats. Have you ever seen anything like that? It is shining. It is shimmering. It is wonderful. What a great belt. My God, it's it's breathtaking. And with that, I'm desperately out of time and i can't think of anything else to say we'll see you next time on what happened when on mondays we come to you on patreon but on on wednesdays we yeah Monday, wednesday hey guys just go to patreon.com forward slash whw monday it's a shame to see your heroes like this but uh wednesday with prevagen and the power of prayer we shall persevere to all things what? 1986 next Wednesday. week right here okay. on WW Monday and on Wednesday. We'll see you on I mean, Monday. We'll see you on Patron. I, I thought I had it. I on Wednesday, we come to you on cumulus podcast, but on Monday uh, we come to you on patreoncom forward slash WW Monday. And of course, ad free shows.com all that. I, deal. Had, I had it in my mind. I just, here's what happened. Much like your. 
people have this happen all the time when there's twins. Okay. So like if you had a twin Mm. and her name was Reba and she dislocated her knee, you dislocated the end of our show, but I slid it back into place. Her knee is getting a little better. And so were your memory, but at least for now, we're desperately out of time. I'm going to check on her knee next week. Personally up close. Oh, you're going to wear a GoPro. No, That's what the fans want. Patreon. You got a GoPro and I got three of them. They ain't getting that strap one to your head and one to each shoulder. I'll strap something on. Oh, maybe she will. Oh, tape machines are rolling. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. Hey, save with Conrad.com has been saving people money everywhere all across the map. Justin up in Kernersville, North Carolina, left us a five-star review. And he said, Jimmy and Jennifer were amazing. The process was very clearly communicated. And I knew the status of my loan every step of the way I was able to cut a point and a half from my interest rate and save $180 a month. It was an extremely smooth transaction and completely stress-free kudos to you guys. Now kudos to you, Justin, for hearing our commercials here on the podcast and deciding, you know what, this is worth a shot. It's no cost. It's no obligation. I don't need perfect credit. And if they can't save me money, they won't waste my time. So what am I waiting for? Justin did it and he's saving 180 bucks a month. How much money can you save? Find out right now for free at savewithconrad.com. And oh yeah, we're licensed in more than 40 States NMLS number six, five, zero, eight, four equal housing lender. Save with Conrad.com.